Fizz. Fizz. Let's go. Hey, guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Da, da, da. I'm back for another episode of the Fit Fizz podcast. I was gone for a couple of weeks unintentionally as a whole bunch of unexpected events happened in my life, but I'm back and I've decided that I am setting a goal now that I've been doing this podcast for a little over a year, but I'm going to need your help with these goals, two goals. So these are big goals, but they're not impossible. And Can we, meaning you and me and the friends that you share the show with to help me reach more people, can we get to 100 reviews on iTunes and 100 patrons of any level on Patreon by the end of the year? We can do it. Let's do it. So I'm going to need your help. Anything is appreciated. Let's really try to get there. If we can reach both goals by the end of 2019, I am going to give away some prizes, including some coaching sessions, t-shirts, and maybe some other stuff. And while you're listening, you can go ahead and open up a browser window for patreon.com slash Kelly Wilson. Go ahead and do it. And you can see the different rewards that you can get for becoming a member to help support the show. And speaking of Patreon, a very special thank you to my current Patreon supporters, Elise V, Tracy D, Zach R, Wendy C, and Pamela P, and Lindsay O, Jaris H, and Carmina S. And in case you're wondering who the heck I am to have the audacity to be all up on this podcast and talking into your ear holes, I'm Kelly Wilson, owner of fitfizstudio.com, and I'm a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease educator, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry since Tom Hanks won the best actor award for his role in Forrest Gump, which was 1994. I'm here to help you ditch the gimmicks, find strength through your struggles, give you knowledge for making the smartest choices for your own health, and to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way. The information shared is for educational and informational purposes only. Nothing should be interpreted as as an intent to diagnose, treat, cure, heal, or prescribe. And now that that's out of the way, on with today's show, I'm guessing that many of you might not have ever heard of the term Herxheimer reactions, but it's a common thing that I guess most people experience at some point in their life, and many people won't even know that it has a name or a reason. Sounds kind of weird, right? So the reason for that most people have it and don't even know what it is or what's happening, yet again, this is another reason why I put traditional Western medicine or regular doctors at fault and where functional medicine wins. So let's say you're experiencing a mysterious Herxheimer reaction and you don't know what it is because why would you until you listen to the rest of this episode, but you go to a regular doctor and they're dismissive or try to prescribe something because that's what they do. They will never say, oh, it's probably a Herxheimer reaction to X, Y, or Z because only a functional medicine doctor will do that because they're the only ones interesting, interested in fixing the root cause of health concerns rather than masking them like regular doctors do. I'm making this point to reemphasize why I think 
everyone needs a functional medicine practitioner. And I bet you have a lot of questions brewing in your head like, what are Herxheimer reactions anyway, Kel? So here we go. A Herxheimer reaction is essentially a short-term reaction when the body is attempting to detoxify or heal itself in some way. You can think of it like feeling worse before you feel better with some kind of treatment that you might be doing. It can show up in various forms like muscle pain, joint pain, headaches, fever, chills, changes in blood pressure, hives, or a rash of some kind on the skin. And really, since every body is so vastly different, there's really no limit to what form a Herxheimer reaction might take. Most frequently, it shows up as a worsening of the symptoms before things get better. Probably one of the simplest forms to convey this idea is a reaction that you can see on the skin. So let's say, just to kind of get the point across for you to understand what it's all about, let's say you're experiencing some acne somewhere on your body. So you get some kind of cream to help it. And over the course of the next 24 hours, it gets twice as bad. So here's why I want to talk about this topic. And I'm going to get into more health-related and food-related correlations in a bit. But here's why I want people to know about Herxheimer reactions. If you have a symptom that you treat and it gets worse right after treating it, Common sense would set off an alarm in your head like, "Uh uh-oh, this isn't a good idea. Look how much worse it got. I must be allergic. I better stop this right now and never try it again, right? Right. So you might be having an allergic reaction. That's possible. But you could also be having a Herxheimer reaction. If it's a Herxheimer reaction, your body might have to go through this sort of like a purge phase in some form before you start to get to the true healing process. So how do you know the difference? Unfortunately, you might not be able to tell the difference. But if you know that Herxheimer reactions are a thing, you'll be able to to make a more educated, more helpful guess the next time you are experiencing some kind of worsening of a symptom. So rather than totally pulling back or stopping a certain kind of treatment because you're alarmed, you can question all of the circumstances surrounding it and give consideration to the chance that it might be a Herxheimer reaction. And it just might be something that you have to go through in order to feel better. Now, since Hives or a rash are a very common type of Herxheimer reaction. I want to explain a bit about why that is. But first, I want you to take a few steps backwards with me to address the idea of detoxing. So as I've said before, even though you commonly see things like a smoothie detox, I don't consider a detox to be an accurate word for that. I think it would be more accurate to call that like a nutrient infusion. A true detox is much more scientific and best done with the guidance of a doctor. A true detox will use chelation binders to actually excrete real toxins in a safe way from the body. And there's a somewhat technical process used for uh, optimizing the body's 
detoxification pathways. And there's like actual phase one and a phase two to a real detoxification of the body. Now, you might also see some health or fitness accounts on the complete opposite end of the spectrum from smoothie detoxes by making grandiose statements like, you don't need a detox because you have a liver and kidneys. And that's not really accurate either. I guess it's probably meant to be a little bit sarcastic to deter people away from doing smoothie detoxes since those aren't real detoxes. But it's also not helpful in educating people with accuracy by stating that nobody needs a detox if they have a liver and kidneys. I think making a statement like that is kind of like saying, weather in Illinois is decent most of the year. Well, we just had a, at least a couple inches of snow for Halloween last week, and there are tornadoes sometimes. And then we have times when it can be 65 degrees and also snow in the same week. So yeah, people who are healthy and young don't need to worry about detoxing. But I also considered myself to be healthy and young when my kidneys were under-functioning just four years ago. And with the knowledge that I've gained since then, I am fully confident that when my kidneys were under-functioning, it was part of the beginning of my downward spiral into autoimmune disease. My liver and kidneys were overloaded with toxins, a lot of junk from years of taking synthetic supplements, using body care products with harmful parabens and sulfates and BPAs, and using plastic dishes in the microwave and countless things like that. All of the types of things I mentioned in episode 26 on environmental toxins, I thought I was above it. I thought that stuff couldn't really hurt me. I thought, ah, I don't need to worry about that stuff because my liver and kidneys will take care of it until it got to be too much. My liver and kidneys couldn't handle it anymore. I have news for anyone who thinks that your liver and kidneys will detox everything for everyone no matter what. They won't. There's a limit. Kind of like if you try to jam too many sheets of paper through a paper, paper shredder. What happens? It can get jammed up, right? Each paper shredder is only created to withstand so much of your junk being pushed through at the same time. So are your liver and kidneys. Our bodies are really amazing, but even the healthiest liver and kidneys weren't created to withstand large amounts of environmental toxins, synthetic ingredients, and non-food junk that we expose ourselves to. So when the body gets to a point where it's like, um, hey, can you slow it down with the toxins and garbage that you're dumping in here, like my body did, systems in the body will start to break down or slow down. And eventually all of this plays a role in sending many, many people down a path of autoimmune disease. That's partly why we see such an increase in the numbers of people with autoimmune disease. Now, when you have an autoimmune disease, your kidneys and liver are not able to sufficiently do their job. When that happens, the body is like in a state of desperation. It tries to find other ways to detox as sort of a backup system for what the liver and kidneys can't keep up with. And this is where people will often start to see things happen on the skin. So people with any sort of autoimmune condition will likely have experienced many types of Herxheimer reactions to food, medicine, or certain ingredients. And that's because their liver and kidneys are already struggling to keep up with their normal detoxification pathways. So 
when we see something happening on the skin, what do most of us do? We put something on it, right? Now, I'm not saying that's bad, but it should be seen as a sign to take a look at what might be going awry with the liver, kidneys, or gut, and not just slap on some cream and hope it goes away. So now that you understand a little bit about what happens when the body struggles to detox normally, let's get back to Herxheimer reactions. So here's another way that you can think of a Herxheimer reaction. It's kind of like a cleansing crisis of the body. And whatever the symptoms are, they will eventually go away after a few days or maybe a few weeks. But here's a good analogy for picturing it. Okay, kind of gross, but stick with me. (laughs) It's kind of like a clogged toilet. So imagine a clogged toilet and you begin to dip the plunger slowly into the backed up nasty toilet water and you probably do that first plunge kind of slowly right because you know it's going to bubble up first before it becomes unclogged and disappears again and you don't know how much it's going to bubble up so in that moment when it bubbles back up that's kind of like what's happening with a Herxheimer reaction and as I've mentioned before Most of us have some kind of excess inflammation in the body, and examples of inflammation are leaky gut, digestive issues, pain of any kind. Basically, most ailments are rooted in inflammation. Most Herxheimer reactions are also inflammation of some kind, even rashes on the skin or acne. That's inflammation. And when there's inflammation in the body, There is also a high likelihood that normal detoxification or elimination pathways are going to run into trouble at some point. Any kind of system in the body can become blocked, clogged, underfunction, and that is when we start to have excess pain, fatigue, and discomfort. And when that happens, there is also an increased chance of experiencing Herxheimer reactions because the body is already in a kind of hypersensitive state of distress and it's eager to return to normalcy, but it can't do that until all of the detoxification pathways are cleared. So a very common and simple example of a Herxheimer reaction is stopping caffeine intake very abruptly and getting headaches from it. So this is a common enough example that I think most people know that if you stop caffeine abruptly, you're going to probably get headaches and you're just going to have to push through it if you're dedicated to stopping caffeine. You could also taper off and not get the headaches, but some people don't do it that way. And sometimes Here's another example. Sometimes people who eat a lot of highly processed junk food will experience Herxheimer reactions if they suddenly stop. That is because of things like artificial sweeteners in fast food or soda or many other things that contain neurotoxins. And neurotoxins means basically like ingredients that are proven to be harmful to the neurological system like MSG or aspartame. These are chemicals. They're not real food. So after years upon years of eating and drinking these ingredients that the body is not truly made to process, then if you suddenly stop, there can be Herxheimer reactions like headaches, stomach aches, sluggishness, or brain fog while the body is attempting to purge the junk out and trying to reset itself to operate normally. And another kind of Herxheimer reaction that is pretty common but often overlooked 
is after being prescribed antibiotics. As I've said before, this is just a side note. Anytime an an adult or a child takes an antibiotic, you should also at the same time and for the next probably 30 days, take a high quality probiotic to avoid destroying all of the good bacteria in your gut that you need for your entire life for healthy digestion. But back to Herxheimer reaction, sometimes after taking an antibiotic, people might start to experience digestive issues or food sensitivities. Those can eventually lead to um, things like SIBO, which is small intestinal bacteria, small intestine bacterial overgrowth, or Crohn's disease, leaky gut, irritable bowel syndrome, colitis, or many more things like that. Those are all autoimmune conditions. And the symptoms might start off mild, which would be considered a Herxheimer reaction to the antibiotics. But if it's ignored and not taken care of, and if the gut is not healed, then those types of autoimmune conditions that I listed can possibly occur. And another common form of Herxheimer reactions is just lightheadedness. Um, Let's say if somebody is trying to improve their diet by cutting out junk or sludge, there might be a drastic decrease in sodium and that can cause lightheadedness because the body is working to excrete excess buildup of kind of old fluid from the cells, which in turn changes the body chemistry and that change in body chemistry can result in dizziness while your body is looking for that state of normalcy. So if you think you might be experiencing a type of Herxheimer reaction, for whatever reason, the best thing you can do is sort of treat it like you would treat a cold. It's pretty simple. Just drink a lot more water than usual. Stay extra consistent with any vitamins or healthy foods. Give your body more rest than normal and just do your best to be patient and understand that your body is really trying hard to help you get to the healthier side while it resets your elimination pathways. Overall, the main takeaway is that the body is very capable of clearing out most toxins, but there are countless modern chemicals surrounding us today in buildings, furniture and our food and beauty products that humans did not encounter a century ago or any time before that. Sometimes the body just needs some help to properly excrete toxins. And sometimes, depending on the current state of your health, that excretion might show up as some temporary symptoms that can cause discomfort. But it's better to go through it than to ignore it or turn back to bad habits. And that's all for today. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you learned something. Share it with a friend if anybody popped into your mind while you were listening. And if you're feeling grateful for the information that I share on the show, I will love you forever if you help get me to 100 reviews and 100 patrons. Go to patreon.com slash Kelly Wilson. And until next time, breathe, stay strong, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.